Section 7 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 2, by Robert Burton. Section 7. Partition 2, Section 2, Member 3, Part 1. Air Rectified, with a Digression of the Air. As a long-winged hawk, when he is first whistled off the fist, mounts aloft, and for his pleasure fetcheth many a circuit in the air, still soaring higher and higher, till he be come to his full pitch, and in the end, when the game is sprung, comes down amain, and stoops upon a sudden, so will I, having now come at last into these ample fields of air, wherein I may freely expatiate and exercise myself for my recreation, a while rove, wander round the world, mount aloft to those ethereal orbs and celestial spheres, and so descend to my former elements again. In which progress I will first see whether that relation of the friar of Oxford be true concerning those northern parts under the pole. If I meet Obiter with the wandering Jew, Elias Artifex, or Lucian's Icaromenippus, they shall be my guides. Whether there be such four Euripes, and a great rock of lodestones, which may cause the needle in the compass still to bend that way, and what should be the true cause of the variation of the compass? Is it a magnetical rock, or the pole-star, as Cardan will, or some other star in the bear, as Marsilius Ficinus, or a magnetical meridian, as Maurolicus, well situs in Weinar Terrae, as Agricola, or the nearness of the next continent, as Cabeus will, or some other cause, as Scaliger, Cortesius, Conimbricenses, Peregrinus contend, why at the Azores it looks directly north, otherwise not. In the Mediterranean or Levant, as some observe, it varies seven degrees by and by twelve, and then twenty-two. In the Baltic seas, near Raskeburg in Finland, the needle runs round if any ships come that way, though Martin Ridley write otherwise, that the needle near the pole will hardly be forced from his direction. Tis fit to be inquired whether certain rules may be made of it, and that which is more prodigious, the variation varies in the same place. Now taken accurately, tis so much, after a few years, quite altered from that it was. Till we have better intelligence, let our Dr. Gilbert and Nicholas Cabeus the Jesuit, that have both written great volumes of this subject, satisfy these inquisitors. Whether the sea be open and navigable by the pole arctic, and which is the likeliest way, that of Bartison, the Hollander, under the pole itself, which for some reasons I hold best, or by Freytum Davis, or Nova Zembla, whether Hudson's discovery be true of a new-found ocean, any likelihood of Button's Bay in fifty degrees, Hubbard's Hope in sixty, that of Ut Ultra, near Sir Thomas Rowe's welcome in Northwest Fox, being that the sea ebbs and flows constantly there, fifteen foot in twelve hours, as our new cards inform us that California is not a cape, but an island, and the west winds make the neap tides equal to the spring, or that there be any probability to pass by the Straits of Anian to China, by the promontory of Tabin, 
if there be i shall soon perceive whether marcus polus the venetian's narration be true or false of that great city of kinsay or cambalu whether there be any such places as Matthaeus Riccius the Jesuit hath written, China and Cataya be all one, the great Ham of Tartary and the king of China be the same, Shuntain and Kinsai and the city of Kambalu be that new Peking, or such a wall four hundred leagues long to part China from Tartary, whether Presbyter John be in Asia or Africa, Marcus Polus Venetus puts him in Asia, the most received opinion is, that he is emperor of the Abyssines, which of old was Ethiopia, now Nubia, under the equator in Africa, whether Guinea be an island, or part of the continent, or that hungry Spaniard's discovery of terra australis incognita, or Magellanica, be as true as that of Mercurius Britannicus, or his of Utopia, or his of Lucinia, and yet in likelihood it may be so, for without all question it being extended from the tropic of Capricorn to the circle Antarctic, and lying as it doth in the temperate zone, cannot choose but yield in time some flourishing kingdoms to succeeding ages, as America did unto the Spaniards. Shelton and Le Maire have done well in the discovery of the Straits of Magellan, in finding a more convenient passage to Mare Pacificum. Methinks some of our modern Argonauts should prosecute the rest. As I go by Madagascar, I would see that great bird, Rook, that can carry a man and horse, or an elephant, with that Arabian phoenix described by Adricomius, see the pelicans of Egypt, those Scythian griffies in Asia, and afterwards in Africa examine the fountains of Nilus, whether Herodotus, Seneca, Pliny, Book 5, Chapter 9, Strabo, Book 5, give a true cause of his annual flowing, Pagafetta discourse rightly of it, or of Niger and Senegal, examine Cardan, Scaliger's reasons, and the rest. Is it from those Etesian winds, or melting of snow in the mountains under the equator, for Jordan yearly overflows when the snow melts in Mount Libanus? or from those great dropping perpetual showers which are so frequent to the inhabitants within the tropics, when the sun is vertical, and cause such vast inundations in Senegal, Maranyan, Oronoco, and the rest of those great rivers in Zona Torida, which have all commonly the same passions at set times, and by good husbandry and policy hereafter, no doubt may come to be as populous, as well tilled, as fruitful, as Egypt itself, or Cochin China. I would observe all those motions of the sea, and from what cause they proceed, from the moon, as the vulgar hold, or earth's motion, which Galileus, in the fourth dialogue of his system of the world, so eagerly proves and firmly demonstrates, or winds, as some will, why in that quiet ocean of Zur, in Mari Pacifico, it is scarce perceived, in our British seas most violent, in the Mediterranean and Red Sea so vehement, irregular, and diverse? Why the current in that Atlantic Ocean should still be in some places from, in some again towards the north, and why they come sooner than go? And so from Moabar to Madagascar in that Indian Ocean, the merchants come in three weeks, as Scaliger discusseth, they return scarce in three months, with the same or like winds. The continual current is from east to west. 
whether Mount Athos, Pelion, Olympus, Ossa, Caucasus, Atlas, be so high as Pliny, Solinus, Mella relate, above clouds, meteors, ubi nec aurae nec venti spirant, insomuch that they that ascend die suddenly very often, the air is so subtile. Twelve hundred and fifty paces high, according to that measure of Dicaearchus, or seventy-eight miles perpendicularly high, as Jacobus Mazonius expounding that place of Aristotle about the Caucasus, and as Blancanus the Jesuit contends out of Clavius and Nonius demonstrations de crepusculis, or rather thirty-two stadiums, as the most received opinion is, or four miles, which the height of no mountain doth perpendicularly exceed, and is equal to the greatest depths of the sea, which is, as Scaliger holds, fifteen hundred and eighty paces, others one hundred paces. I would see those inner parts of America, whether there be any such great city of Manoa or El Dorado, in that golden empire, where the highways are as much beaten, one reports, as between Madrid and Valladolid in Spain, or any such Amazons as he relates, or gigantic Patagones in Chica, with that miraculous mountain Ibu Yapab in the northern Brazil, cuius jugum sternitur in amoinissimam planitiam, etc., or that of Pariacaca, so high elevated in Peru. The peak of Tenerife, how high it is, seventy miles, or fifty, as Patricius holds, or nine, as Snellius demonstrates in his Eratosthenes. See that strange Zirknitz Xerxi lake in Carniola, whose waters gush so fast out of the ground that they will overtake a swift horseman, and by and by with as incredible celerity are supped up, which Lazius and Wenerus make an argument of the Argonauts sailing underground and that vast den or hole called Esmelon in Muscovia, quae visitur horiendo hiatu, etc., which, if anything casually fall in, makes such a roaring noise, that no thunder or ordnance or warlike engine can make the like. Such another is Gilbert's cave in Lapland, with many the like. I would examine the Caspian Sea, and see where and how it exonerates itself, after it hath taken in Volga, Yaxares, Oxus, and those great rivers, at the mouth of Obi, or where? What vent the Mexican lake hath, the Titicacan in Peru, or that circular pool in the Vale of Terapeia, of which Acosta, Book 3, Chapter 16, hot in a cold country, the spring of which boils up in the middle twenty foot square, and hath no vent but exhalation, and that of Mare Mortuum in Palestine, of Thrasymene at Perusium in Italy, the Mediterranean itself, for from the ocean at the Straits of Gibraltar there is a perpetual current into the Levant, and so likewise by the Thracian Bosphorus out of the Euxine or Black Sea, besides all those great rivers of Nile, Po, Rhone, etc. How is this water consumed, by the sun or otherwise? I would find out with Trajan the fountains of Danube, of Ganges, Oxus, see those egyptian pyramids trajan's bridge grotto de sibylla lucullus's fish-ponds the temple of nidrose etc and if i could observe what becomes of swallows storks cranes cuckoos nightingales redstarts and many other kind of singing birds waterfowls hawks etc some of them are only seen in summer some in winter 
some are observed in the snow and at no other times each have their seasons in winter not a bird is in muscovy to be found but at the spring in an instant the woods and hedges are full of them saith herbastine how comes it to pass do they sleep in winter like gesner's alpine mice or do they lie hid as olaus affirms in the bottom of lakes and rivers spiritum continentes often so found by fishermen in poland and scandia two together mouth to mouth wing to wing and when the spring comes they revive again or if they be brought into a stove or to the fireside or do they follow the sun as peter martyr legat babylonica book two manifestly convicts out of his own knowledge for when he was ambassador in egypt he saw swallows spanish kites and many such other european birds in december and january very familiarly flying and in great abundance about alexandria ubi floridae tunc arbores aquiridaria or lie they hid in caves rocks and hollow trees as most think in deep tin mines or sea cliffs as mr carew gives out i conclude of them all for my part as munster doth of cranes and storks whence they come whither they go in compertum ad hoc as yet we know not we see them here some in summer some in winter their coming and going is sure in the night in the plains of asia saith he the storks meet on such a set day he that comes last is torn in pieces and so they get them gone many strange places isthmi euripi chersonesi creeks havens promontories straits lakes baths rocks mountains places and fields where cities have been ruined or swallowed battles fought creatures sea monsters remora etc minerals vegetals zoophytes were fit to be considered in such an expedition and amongst the rest that of harbastein's tartar lamb hector boethius's goose-bearing tree in the orchards to which carden book seven chapter thirty six de rerum valietate subscribes vertomannus's wonderful palm that fly in hispaniola that shines like a torch in the night that one may well see to write those spherical stones in cuba which nature hath so made and those like birds beasts fishes crowns swords saws pots etc usually found in the metal mines in saxony about mansfield and in poland near nokau and palukie as munster and others relate many rare creatures and novelties each part of the world affords amongst the rest i would know for a certain whether there be any such men as leo suavius in his comment on paracelsus de sanitate tuenda and gaginus records in his description of muscovy that in lucomoria a province in russia lie fast asleep as dead all winter from the twenty seventh of november like frogs and swallows benumbed with cold but about the twenty fourth of april in the spring they revive again and go about their business i would examine that demonstration of alexander picolomineus whether the earth's superficies be bigger than the seas or that of archimedes be true the superficies of all water is even search the depth and see that variety of sea monsters and fishes mermaids seamen horses etc which it affords or whether that be true which jordanus brunus scoffs at that if god did not detain it the sea would overflow the earth by reason of his higher sight and which josephus blancanus the jesuit 
in his interpretation on those mathematical places of aristotle foolishly fears and in a just tract proves by many circumstances that in time the sea will waste away the land and all the globe of the earth shall be covered with waters risum teniatis amici what the sea takes away in one place it adds in another methinks he might rather suspect the sea should in time be filled by land trees grow up carcasses etc that all devouring fire omnia devorans et consumens will soon cover and dry up the vast ocean with sand and ashes i would examine the true seat of that terrestrial paradise and where ophir was whence solomon did fetch his gold from peruana which some suppose or that aurea Chersonesus, as dominicus niger arias montanus goropius and others will i would censure all plinys salinuses strabo's sir john mandeville's olaus magnus's marcus polus's lies correct those errors in navigation reform cosmographical charts and rectify longitudes if it were possible not by the compass as some dream with mark ridley in his treatise of magnetical bodies chapter forty three for as cabeus fully resolves there is no hope thence yet i would observe some better means to find them out i would have a convenient place to go down with orpheus ulysses hercules lucian's menippus at st patrick's purgatory at trophonius's den hecla in iceland etna in sicily to descend and see what is done in the bowels of the earth do stones and metals grow there still how come fir-trees to be digged out from tops of hills as in our mosses and marshes all over europe how come they to dig up fish-bones shells beams ironworks many fathoms underground and anchors in mountains far remote from all seas anno fourteen sixty at berne in switzerland fifty fathom deep a ship was digged out of a mountain where they got metal ore in which were forty-eight carcasses of men with other merchandise that such things are ordinarily found in tops of hills aristotle insinuates in his meteors pomponius mella in his first book de numidia and familiarly in the alps saith blancanus the jesuit the like is to be seen came this from earthquakes or from noah's flood as christians suppose or is there a vicissitude of sea and land as anaximenes held of old the mountains of thessaly would become seas and seas again mountains the whole world belike should be new moulded when it seemed good to those all commanding powers and turned inside out as we do haycocks in harvest top to bottom or bottom to top or as we turn apples to the fire move the world upon his centre that which is under the poles now should be translated to the equinoctial and that which is under the torrid zone to the circle arctic and antarctic another while and so be reciprocally warmed by the sun if the worlds be infinite and every fixed star a sun with his compassing planets as brunus and campanella conclude cast three or four worlds into one or else of one world make three or four new as it shall seem to them best to proceed if the earth be twenty one thousand five hundred miles in compass its diameter is seven thousand from us to our antipodes and what shall be comprehended in all that space what is the centre of the earth 
is it pure element only as aristotle decrees inhabited as paracelsus thinks with creatures whose chaos is the earth or with fairies as the woods and waters according to him are with nymphs or as the air with spirits Dionysiodorus, a mathematician in Pliny, that sent a letter ad superos, after he was dead, from the centre of the earth, to signify what distance the same centre was from the superficies of the same, viz. 42,000 stadiums, might have done well to have satisfied all these doubts. Or is it the place of hell, as Virgil in his Aenides, Plato, Lucian, Dante, and others poetically describe it? and as many of our divines think. In good earnest, Antony Ruska, one of the society of that Ambrosian College in Milan, in his great volume, De Inferno, Book 1, Chapter 47, is stiff in this tenet, tis a corporeal fire-toe, as he there disputes. Whatsoever philosophers write, saith Surius, there be certain mouths of hell, and places appointed for the punishment of men's souls, as at Hecla in Iceland, where the ghosts of dead men are familiarly seen, and sometimes talk with the living, God would have such visible places, that mortal men might be certainly informed, that there be such punishments after death, and learn hence to fear God. Crancius subscribes to this opinion of Surius, so doth Colorus, chapter 2, Liber de Immortalitate Animae, out of the authority belike of St. Gregory, Durand, and the rest of the schoolmen, who derive as much from Etna in Sicily, Lipari, Hera, and those sulfurious Vulcanian islands, making Terra del Fuego, and those frequent volcanoes in America, of which Acosta, Book 3, Chapter 24, that fearful Mount Hecklerberg in Norway, an especial argument to prove it, where lamentable screeches and howlings are continually heard, which strike a terror to the auditors. Fiery chariots are commonly seen to bring in the souls of men in the likeness of crows, and devils ordinarily go in and out. Such another proof is that place near the pyramids in Egypt by Cairo, as well to confirm this as the resurrection mentioned by Cornmanus, Camerarius, Bredenbachius, and some others, where once a year dead bodies arise about March and walk, after a while hide themselves again. Thousands of people come yearly to see them, but these and such like testimonies others reject as fables, illusions of spirits, and they will have no such local known place, more than Styx or Phlegethon, Pluto's court, or that poetical Infernus where Homer's soul was seen hanging on a tree, etc., to which they ferried over in Charon's boat, or went down at Hermione in Greece, compendiaria ad Infernos via, which is the shortest cut, quia nullum a mortuis naulum aulochi exposcunt, saith Gerbelius, and besides there were no fees to be paid. Well then, is it hell, or purgatory, as Bellamine, or Limbus Patrum, as Galucius will, and as Rusca will, for they have made maps of it, or Ignatius's parlour? Virgil, sometimes Bishop of Saltburg, as Aventinus, anno 745, relates, by Bonifacius, Bishop of Mentz, was therefore called in question, because he held Antipodes, which they made a doubt whether Christ died for, and so by that means took away the seat of hell, or so contracted it, that it could bear no proportion to heaven, 
and contradicted that opinion of Austin, Basil, Lactantius, that held the earth round as a trencher, whom Acosta and common experience more largely confute, but not as a ball, and Jerusalem, where Christ died, the middle of it, or Delos, as the fabulous Greeks feigned, because when Jupiter let two eagles loose, to fly from the world's ends east and west, they met at Delos. But that scruple of Bonifacius is now quite taken away by our latter divines. Franciscus Ribera, in chapter 14, Apocalypsis, will have hell a material and local fire in the centre of the earth, two hundred Italian miles in diameter, as he defines it out of those words, Exiwit sanguis de terra per stadia miles excenta, etc., but Lessius, Book 13, De Moribus Divinis, Chapter 24, will have this local hell far less, one Dutch mile in diameter, all filled with fire and brimstone, because, as he there demonstrates, that space, cubically multiplied, will make a sphere able to hold 800,000 millions of damned bodies, allowing each body six foot square, which will abundantly suffice. Cum certum sit, inquit, facta subductione, non futuros centies mille milliones damnandorum. But if it be no material fire, as Thomas, Bonaventure, Sonquinas, Voscius, and others argue, it may be there, or elsewhere, as Keckerman disputes. For sure, somewhere it is, certum est alicubi, etsi definitus circulus non assignatur. I will end the controversy in Augustine's words, better doubt of things concealed than to contend about uncertainties, where Abraham's bosom is and hell fire, wix are mansuetis, are contentiosis nunquam invenitur, scarce the meek, the contentious shall never find. If it be solid earth, tis the fountain of metals, waters, which by his innate temper turns air into water, which springs up in several chinks to moisten the earth's superficies, and that in a tenfold proportion, as Aristotle holds, or else these fountains come directly from the sea, by secret passages, and so made fresh again, by running through the bowels of the earth, and are either thick, thin, hot, cold, as the matter or minerals are by which they pass, or, as Peter Martyr and some others hold, from abundance of rain that falls, or from that ambient heat and cold, which alters that inward heat, and so, per consequence, the generation of waters. Or else it may be full of wind, or a sulfurious innate fire, as our meteorologists inform us, which sometimes breaking out causeth those horrible earthquakes, which are so frequent in these days, in Japan, China, and oftentimes swallow up whole cities. Let Lucian's Menippus consult with or ask of Tiresias. If you will not believe philosophers, he shall clear all your doubts when he makes a second voyage. End of section 7